Welcome, folks, to another episode of this week's picks. It's your buddy, buddy, good friend podcast for all the stuff you need to watch, listen to, and see with your eyeballs. Join me and Jason as we navigate the streaming jungle, uncover those hidden gems, recommend the classics, and some must-watch entertainment. Occasionally, we'll have a delightful cocktail recipe, maybe a record or album that's come out we enjoy, or a captivating book we just couldn't put down. Let's get ready for laughs, drama, and suspense as we dive into the world of endless possibilities of entertainment. This week's picks, we're your ultimate podcast for streaming delights. I am welcomed and joined by my good buddy, who I'd be a hot good buddy cop film with. Jason, how are you today? Doing great. I'm excited to talk about buddy cop films, right? I know. It's like it's a classic trope you don't think about. And then I started researching this, and there's a lot more out there of just different you know, more serious, less serious, more hilarious. So I'm excited to see what you came up with and your great list of films and TV shows that may fall in this genre. So uh, let's get going if you're going to get after it. Uh, I think you started last episode, so I'll, I'll take the lead on this one. Yeah, go ahead. Cool. Well, I'm going to start off a, a maybe a not-so-traditional buddy cop film, but there is a, tr- is, there is a few of these. But I'm going to go with uh, 1989's Turner and Hooch. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so I love me, this movie. Minus let me cross that one off my list real fast. Oh, shit, my bad. <laughs> you're good, you're good. Uh, I'm sure you got way more of a list than I do. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so uh, the tagline, which I always love a tagline of a film, is is the oddest couple ever unleashed. Uh, but uh, if you haven't seen this one, it's, man, Tom Hanks way back in the day when he's getting started. Um, it's... He's um, he's a cop. He's a local police department, but uh, he's getting ready to move. But he gets a real case of a murder, and basically somehow the only eyewitness is a dog, or the dog has you know clues and thoughts, but in and tied to the to the murder. So he has to uh, adopt the dog and take care of him, and it's it's awesome. Of course, the dog's huge, big slaughter machine. It's got all the comedy tied to it with that, this pairing of him trying to raise a dog. Obviously, he's never been a dog owner before. You can kind of tell the dog comes from a junkyard, so it's dirty. And anyway, it's, you know, all the classic one-liners, great campy 80s film with the hilariousness, the comedy of it all. Of course, he falls he falls in love with the dog, as we all do. You know, the, the infamous new dog-dad trend. You know, we're not getting a dog, and the dad and the dog five minutes later. It's kind of like that. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, I haven't watched this one in a while. I know it's on Disney Plus right now. They actually came out with a TV show, I think, uh, really? in the last couple, eight, couple of years. I think it was like, it got six episodes in the axe. But uh, it oh, was on, it's a Disney Plus original. And I was like, yeah, good luck. But What, what doesn't have a show these days? Oh, I know. They did the same thing to Willow. Um, but anyways, uh, I do love this film. Uh, I watched it. The wife had never seen it, of course. So, um you know, we watched it a while back when she saw it. She's I've never seen that before. It's a Tom Hanks film. Like, yeah, it's great. So, um, little little thing I didn't know about it. It was originally for two weeks directed by Henry Winkler, The Fonz. Oh. Okay. But he was fired from uh, Disney, and when asked about it, he said, "Let's just say I got along better with Hooch than Turner." That's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's pretty funny. But uh, the dog breed is, is I can't remember exactly what it was, but it's uh, he's a some like old lineage french dog and it's like a massive it was like a mastiff you know kind of mix but it's probably the french version of english mastiff but anyway it was a gorgeous dog it's all i remember with this film it's how pretty the dog was but um if you liked uh, if you liked beethoven and those kind of films or any kind of film with a dog in it um you're gonna, you're gonna love this i mean how awesome is he you watched this probably as a kid right jason yeah it's been a long time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then yeah. oh go on 
No, I was gonna say, yeah, I mean, too much love. We saw in Disney Plus, the wife brought up, I'm like, I never seen that. What is that? So, you know, and of course, they, they try to spin it off a few times after that, didn't they? Like, um, trying to think, what's the one I'm thinking of? They, they made it. No, you know oh. what? It was the same year, the same mm. year they released Canine with uh, oh. Jim Belushi. Really? Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah. He's the same thing. He's a cop and he gets paired up with like a, a dog. A little bit different storyline, but yeah, the same general. Like, here's a cop, here's a dog, you know. Well, it's kind of like crimes. the Iron Eagle and Top Gun, right? Kind of the same movies, but one was more successful than the other. Yeah. Um, but... That would be these. Not, not many people talk about the Jim Belushi cop, <laughs> buddy cop dog film. No, <laughs> but no, not people talk about you... Jim Belushi, but. Um... <laughs> But if you want to check it out, it's it's there on Netflix. Right they on. actually made like I think three of those, the the Jim Belushi canine movies. So it's a whole trilogy there if you huh. really want to get sucked into mediocre buddy dog cop films. <laughs> All right, yeah. So that's our first pick of the week, man. Just a real gentle uh, lean into this one. Uh, it's a great. It's a great. Um, uh, I do think I did hear another little piece of trivia real fast. There's a there's a line in the movie where he, he or Tom Hanks tells, "You can't eat the car, hooch." Right? <laughs> they use that audio as a tester to get Tom Hanks to be Woody in Toy Story. Okay. Yeah. So just fun, just fun shit like that. History right. made. Um, History made. Well, I'm gonna go with a. I don't know if I'd rank this in the, the top tier of cinema or anything, but it holds a special place in my heart because it's one okay. of the early buddy cop films I saw. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the first DVDs I ever owned. Ooh. So um, 1998's Rush Hour. Nice. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with it, it's, uh, you know, Chris Tucker plays an L.A. detective and uh, Jackie Chan is a Hong- inspector from Hong Kong who travels across to L.A. to investigate, like, a kidnapping, I believe. It's been a little bit since I've seen it. And uh, then he pairs up, they pair him up with Chris Tucker to basically sideline him and keep him off the case. And, uh, man, there aren't many uh, buddy cop films where there's, like, such drastic difference, right? Like, they really leaned into the whole Jackie Chan foreigner. Yeah. uh, can't quite understand him doing his own thing. Doesn't understand the customs. And uh, Chris Tucker's going full Chris Tucker. So. <laughs> he is. He's full Chris Tucker, and I love it. I love um, it. So you know, it's a kind of silly at times. Some good, some decent action. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just a fun, no, fun no, no. cop thriller. You know, there are three of those in the trilogy of Rush Hour. Films. Oh man, um, yeah, There's they end up more. making. I hope not. I think it was just three. Yeah. And then they made Shanghai Noon with Owen Wilson. Oh, uh, yeah. I was just going to bring that up is the the Jackie Chan. He makes like a great buddy cop. He does. you right. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they paired him with um, Owen Wilson to do Shanghai Noon and Shanghai right. Nights. Right. Exact same setup, right? Foreigner, some guy from Asia, some guy being Jackie Chan comes over across the ocean and uh, pairs up with some local, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, a, I, I play by my own rules or I don't follow yeah, the rules. Rogue, rogue, rogue guy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, both kind of on the same 
trying to do the same thing, but in different ways or mm-hmm. for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And uh, ultimately, they become they learn each other's ways and make each other better, uh, allowing them to save the princes. So, always, always. So yeah, those are. Uh, I don't have a ton to say about it. It was just it was a nice mixture of action comedy. Um, Jackie Chan's always great for that that blend of quality action with uh, some funny moments. Always, so. I did I did enjoy I did enjoy the first rush hour and. It was pretty much Chris Tucker, and it's kind of the it, had a, it really was a good pairing with a good balance between Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker's attitudes. Yeah, I felt like at least so. And then cool you man. know they made two more. Um, the second yeah. one's actually pretty good. Second one's the, all right. Yeah. The third one, you know, ugh, but that's that's often the case, right? <laughs> yeah, as a, as a cash grab at that point. Um, but anyway, what else are you gonna do about it, right? That's that's Hollywood, baby, or that's showbiz, baby, whatever you want to put it. But uh, <laughs> all right, well, great pick, man. I did. I forgot about that film until you just brought that up. I mean, it wasn't even on my list. So. I don't think I've seen it in ten years, but it's yeah. still, it's still. I watched good. it when I did watch it. I watched it so many times. That... <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. What's next for you? All right, man. I'm gonna speed forward a little bit in time from '89 to 2012. And uh, this is a remake of a TV show, right? Okay. So they made it into a movie from like an 80s TV show. Uh, but I'm going with 21 Jump Street. All right. <laughs> Again. Get back out. Cross. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. Uh, I think like all of these films probably talk about the casting of a buddy cop film is overly important. Right? Oh, yeah. And you would not think, looking at this, like you're thinking Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum. Both weren't overly famous in 2012 and weren't really strong individual actors at this time, as, as far as I've read and remember about this movie. But man, that was solid casting. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, that, man, just, of course, if you don't know Truman Jump Street, which I'm sure you do, I just want to remember to go back and watch it. Because I watched it not too long ago. Forgot how funny it is. Of course, you know, they graduate high school, go through the academy, help each other become friends and rivals in high school, enemies in high school. Um, and they have to come work together, be partners and cops, go back to high school to stop a drug ring. And the jokes are great about how old Channing Tatum looks. And, you know, of course, high school's not the same as when they got out. So now it's like softer, easygoing, Joni Hill characters, more popular and easy to get along with it, the, the new crowd, how high school runs. And, they actually you know, have to switch spots, and it's just a great thing. And then, of course, the little scene where they do when they take the drug, it's the problem, and they get <laughs> high. That makes me laugh so much because, you know, their tongues are falling in their mouth and trying to talk to the teachers and all that stuff. But great film. I think it's it's still hilarious this day. still holds up really well. The sequel is even really good. Of course, Ice Cube's in it playing their chief. Uh, there's some great cameos at the end of the movie. Uh, great just supporting people throughout the whole way. Um, I think it's currently on Netflix, if I'm right. Um, uh, Netflix or Max? Okay. No, I think it moved off. I think you have it to rent off? it at this time. Oh well, it's always something, right? Um, yeah. And then let's see, the sequel is yeah, they're both rentable. Okay. Well, I think go. what what surprised me about it is because, um, like you think of it now as Channing Tatum can be great action star and funny, yeah. But at the time, like he'd been in a lot of movies, but. He was in no comedy roles except for, wasn't he like in She's the Man like in the mid-2000s? Yeah, um, early on in his career, yeah. 
which yeah. once again, not many people talk about that movie very much. So, yeah. you know, he's, he's in all these action films, GI Joe, et cetera, et cetera. And hmm. then he comes out in a, just a pure comedy role, right? With 21 Jump, Jump Street. Yeah. I think it surprised a lot of people. Oh, I think so too. And uh, some great trivia about it. I, I'm kind of adding this to a new thing or having trivia stuff about the movies because it's kind of fun. But Jonah Hill actually has story credit writing on this movie. Oh, and yeah. Channing Tatum passed on it twice before Jonah Hill convinced him to do it. Which, hmm. I mean, I get it. It probably wasn't his forte, wasn't his normal. He probably looked at it as like comedy. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But I think it was great. And of course, he comes back in some other films with Jonah Hill. Of course, the sequel to this, and this is the end. He makes a cameo, and I don't think it helped his career out a lot. I, th- I think this film was probably duped, it wouldn't be successful, but what I know is overly pretty well successful. Yeah, I mean, it got a sequel, so it can, you know, it did okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, yeah, good, excellent pick. All right, man. All right, cool. Well, uh, let's keep it moving, keep it rolling. Well, um, Man, I, I'm torn on where to go because, like you said, I did have a lot lined up. Some of the more classics, like Turner and Hooch, Rush yeah. Hour, and uh, and some weird ones that we'll get into in a minute. Mm. But uh, I think, how can we not talk about Lethal Weapon? One hundred percent. So, 100%. you know, back in 1987, from directed by Richard Donner, mm-hmm. it is. I mean, I know there were buddy cop things before this, but it's hard to even think about them. You got right. Mike Lip. Mel Gibson at his absolute prime, <laughs> Danny Glover, Gary Busey, mm-hmm. and uh, man, what an incredible film! You know, you got um, Mel Gibson just going full crazy. Mel Gibson, like he still has some Aussie accent left, so like he's still yeah pure. If for some reason you're not familiar with it, uh, Mel Gibson plays this uh, unhinged cop, Martin Riggs, who's lost his wife has kind of a death wish, takes all these unnecessary risks, doesn't give a shit anymore. And then mm-hmm. you've got Danny Glover playing this kind of button-down L.A. detective who's nearing retirement and just wants to follow the rules and do things right and be safe. Just survive and, to retirement, yeah. Yeah, and they get paired up to uh, investigate some homicides and uh, I think it's like, what, a drug ring or something? And yeah, it starts out with a, like a uh, somebody jumping off a, like a hooker or something, like dropping off a roof, and it just mm. leads into a whole whole deal of a heroin ring, I think. So, so it's just it's amazing because it's like you had it's got so much more depth than something like say Rush Hour. You know, you've got these two uh, two detectives with all their own baggage working yeah. through their own stuff while trying to team up with the excellent and trying to solve a murder. It's just a great action, got great comedic moments, great dialogue. Yeah, it's just uh, it's a just a great I movie through and through. I think it's it's damn near a perfect film. Uh, I know it's got a runtime like almost two hours, but I don't feel that at all when I watch this movie. I don't feel that time. Um, of course, there's four sequ- four total movies in the Lethal Weapon. Rumors, uh, yeah, rumors, rumors of the fifth. I've heard rumors oh. of the fifth. Yeah. Uh, of course, the famous line, I'm sure you heard it in pop culture, of getting too old for this shit. But, yeah. Uh, There's a uh, How I Met Your Mother episode about that. Yeah, yeah. The Murtaugh, right? The Murtaugh rule or Murtaugh yep. effect. Yeah, getting too old for this shit. Which I think so. I saw on like, TikTok or something the other day a while back. It's like, when Murtaugh says getting too old for this shit, he was 41 years old. And I'm like, 
Oh God, I feel <laughs> that. Yeah, I feel that. Um, let's not bring that up again. Yeah, no shit, right? But dude, I absolutely love this pick. Uh, this is Gary Busey before for his motorcycle accident, which mm. changed his entire persona. So one of his last probably great acting roles, normal roles, um, before all that happened to him. Um, but yeah, dude, I like you talk about the whole, everybody's in this is fantastic. Uh, the, the stunts are great. It's, you know, of course, classic eighties action over the top to a point, but it's gritty. I, I will not say it's anybody cop comedy. They, they get lighter as the sequels go on, but oh, this yeah. is kind of darker. What was the eighties, man? Like action yeah. films in the eighties were dark. You know, yeah. You had a lot of yeah. dark themes, a lot of mm-hmm. just violence. I mean, it, you were in for some stuff. <laughs> of course, and then they brought Joe Pesci in for the second one. Right, yeah. Because he oh, wasn't in the up. first, right? That was no, no, no they Gary Busey in the second one brought Joe Pesci in. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. second one was, ah, man, I don't want to say it's just as good, but it was equally it's, good. Yeah, it's equally as good. Our first two are great. Uh, then, um, you know, they... They, they lighten it up. They lighten yeah. it up. I think three took kind of a... A little bit of a downward turn, but still yeah. worth watching. Oh, good. They're all four great. I have um, four. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Four. Four holds up. Four. They bring in like Chris Rock and Jeff. Yeah, I say Chris Rock. Yeah. Chris Rock's in four, right? Yeah. Chris Rock was a bit much for the role, but he was. He was still fun. He was I mean, young, getting going back then, right? So. I and I just love Jet Li. We'll, we'll do a whole Jet Li episode down the road. So. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Um. Cool, man. I love that pick. I love that movie. Uh, I know there's a TV show on Fox. I think it has like two seasons in it. Oh, um, yeah. I haven't yeah. watched it, though. But check so, out Lethal Weapon, guys, for sure. Out of everything on the we talk about today, if mm-hmm. you haven't seen them, I, I would say this is the one you have to see. Oh, 100%. I'm just going ahead and assuming that nothing Ryan says after this will top it. So. No, it won't. It won't. <laughs> check out Lethal Weapon. Yeah, but my next one, my next one, I think, is another studio's counter to Lethal Weapon that came out okay. two years later. Came out two oh, years later. Um, let's see. So Lethal Weapon was 87. Yep. And then, so eighty-nine. you know, I don't know. The one I'm thinking of that I was going to suggest came out two or three years before that. So. Mm, okay. All right. So mm-hmm. what, what, what do you got next? Tango and Cash. Okay. Yeah. I mean, two other 80s heavyweights actors. You've got, because that's the thing. Like, I think Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, maybe not been such forefront actors on Lethal Weapon came out. But Tango and Cash, you got Sly Stallone and Kurt Russell. Like, that's a bang bang duo. And I'm not saying this is a bad movie. Tango and Cash is fantastic, but it's not Lethal Weapon, you know? So, but it's still a fantastic movie. If you haven't seen it, uh, basically, they're two. <laughs> two buddy cops. Uh, actually, two rival <laughs> cops in the same division hate each other. Yeah, but uh, they're framed for a murder um, by uh, this narcotics guy, you know, drug dealer, warlord, whatever you want to call it in L.A. Frames him for murder. He gets them sent to jail. You know, they got to get out and clean their names and prove themselves and work together. And makes the tagline: Two of L.A.'s top rival cops are going to have to work together, even if it kills them. Because I mean, yeah, they just. They hate each other. Of course, one, again, is very straight-laced. Sly Stallone is very straight-laced. Stockbroker dresses nice. Kurt Russell's the rogue, whatever, go-fuck-yourself kind of guy. It kind of makes me think of a precursor to Bad Boys, in a way. Mm. 
you know, because but you know the super straight lace guy, the family man, you know, Martin, you know, uh, uh, Martin, um, then you got you know Will Smith playing the bad Martin Lawrence, Martin Lawrence, yeah. I'd say Martin Luther, and I'm like that's the guy who did Protestant, um, part of the Catholic Church. But anyway, uh, that's a different podcast too. Um, but so yeah, you saw, but anyway, it's a great balancing act. I don't know if the only thing I really get is like I don't feel the great chemistry the whole time between Kurt Russell and Sly Stallone. I was going to say, like you said, it's it's the combo that makes these films, yeah, right? Right. And when you think like of a great buddy cop duo, you know, you need some like you need them to be able to come together in the third act. Yeah. But you need enough of a clash for the first, you know, especially that second act is when all their differences are really, you know, coming to a a clash. And uh, you think Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell is just like. I, I don't, you know, eh, I don't see You don't it. see them getting along, right? I mean, it's not a, like I said, they do a great job because they're great actors. There's some great one-liners, some great bullshit about it, right? But, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just, it, it's one of those I always go, oh, yeah, that movie. I don't, it didn't stick with me, at least what, because it, there's things like that. Like, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a straight lace last alone, I can't believe. I don't know. Well, that's, that's the point I'm making, is when I think yeah. of, like, the straight lace guy, I don't think of um, Slice Alone, you know? It's just like, eh. Yeah. You know what they should have done? They should have made a buddy cop film with uh, Stallone and Schwarzenegger. Yeah, they didn't get along back in the day, though. Oh, no, they, they hated they each other. rivals. Yo, hey, let's do it real quick, real quick, real quick. Recast Tango on Cash, go. Uh, man, I would, does it have to do with the 80s actors? Okay, let's do a remake. Remake Tango and Cash or whoever you want to remake it with. Well, how is that not every other film we're talking about, though, right? That's true. Like, That's true. Just every Touché. film Touché. we're discussing is a remake. Ah, I guess we're all redoing Lethal Weapon, aren't we? Because um, we still have the classic, you know, earlier in the 80s with 48 Hours, you know. It's true. Yeah. Because then, then you the got Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy. Yeah. And I think that's where, like, the, the success comes more is when you have like uh, a comedian with a like an action star or somebody right yeah yeah and, and good the, writing and good writing like well, i feel like too, you yeah. know the writers of lethal weapon were a little bit superior to tango and cash he was trying to get the tag lines and you know i don't know yeah mm-hmm. the one the one the one funny parts right instead of just making a good movie because right. you come to 48 hours and you know eddie murphy is going to be the you know the com- getting the laughs right yeah you ain't, you ain't gonna worry about anybody else hitting a hitting a comedic note you can worry about nick nolte being nick nolte the story story doing this jam and then yeah eddie murphy rock and rolling that's the same thing going back to leave the weapon like you know mel gibson is going to be the crazy guy mm-hmm. he's gonna bring the energy yeah 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 i so, agree i agree uh is that your next pick 48 hours you want to talk about it, it you know i'm kind of bouncing around at this point now okay. now that we're in 80s buddy cop films because i was going to bounce over Speaking of Eddie Murphy, uh, one I kind of wasn't sure about, but I'm like, you know, I think it's close enough, is uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Ah, yes. Because yeah. it doesn't quite carry that same, you know, duo vibe, but you've got Eddie Murphy, and mm-hmm. instead of just one, you've got him pairing up with the duo of uh, Judge, is it Judge Reinhold, right? Yep. And um, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Ash- Ashton? John Ashton? John Ashton, yeah. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep, yep. And so he it's the same 
exact same story structure. It's just instead of two uh, two guys, you got three now, like a yeah. preset team, and Eddie Murphy's coming in and shaking things up, kind of that fish out of water, you know, bring bring the new style to Beverly Hills. <laughs> Did he fall? In, is he any on vacation there, and then he gets tied up in all this? Um, I think. Man, I don't know. I, I can't remember I how he confused now. I thought that was the second one. He's from Detroit originally. He goes to Beverly Hills on sabbatical or following something, I think. But don't quote me on that. Oh, shoot. We got ourselves in a little bit. Oh, yeah, if if you're a huge okay. Beverly Hills yeah. fan, don't, uh, don't get upset. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't prep this part. <laughs> he's pursuing a murder investigation in Beverly Hills. He's coming from Detroit. So... See, I think the second one is, I think he takes leave of absence mm. to go out there and investigate. And it's the second one in where he's just hanging out and then stumbles gotcha. into stuff, I think. Gotcha. Of course, that was the one directed by Tony Scott, so that has a whole other feel <laughs> to it. Uh, anyway, we're, we're veering all over the place now. Uh, take, take us to the next pick <laughs> before we get lost in the 80s. All right, I'm a fast forward assist to, 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 to 2014. This is a movie I didn't know how good it was going to be, but being a big fan of New Girl and these two idiots being in a movie together, I knew the chemistry would be great. Again, I'm a, I'm a okay. pretty big fan of buddy cop films because <laughs> yeah. I need the weapon. You know where I'm going? I do. Let's be cops. Okay. So, uh, just this is what it says in the letterbox about this film. Ah, it says in the ultimate buddy cop movie, except for one thing, they're not cops. When two struggling buddies dress as police officers for a costume party, they become neighborhood sensations. And when these newly minted quote unquote heroes get tangled in a real life web of mobsters and dirty detectives, they go with the fake badges on the line. And I don't know, it's it's um. Jake Johnson and Damon Wayans Jr., obviously from New Girl fame and other things. Um, dude, absolutely a hilarious movie. Hilarious. Um, I enjoy it. I watch it every now and then. It's not on Ultimate Repeat. It's one of those like, oh, yeah, that one's. Uh, directed by Luke Greenfield. Um, Luke Greenfield and Nick Thomas wrote it. Uh, I think it's great casting. Again, they pulled these two guys. Of course, you know they got chemistry already because you've seen them on a TV show together. Raucous Laughs. Um, of course, you know, they should have gone to jail for impersonating police officers, but whatever. But sure. it's a great movie. It's a great movie. It's a fast one, another little fast movie, like, you know, hour and a half. So it's done a lot. It's great for Halloween, too, which has just happened as this episode came out because it's a Halloween costume party they're going to when they go dress as police officers in LA. But uh, so I think it takes, it's a nice little spin on the buddy cop films because they're faking it, you know? So yeah. But. I enjoy it. It's one of my favorites uh, in, in the genre of this. That's and it's not serious like Lethal Weapon or Beverly Hills Cop or Tango and Cash. You know, it's more of the Twenty One Jump Street style of things, comedic. Um, so it's a lighter buddy cop film. Uh, easy, easy to watch. So how I put it. But you seen this one? Oh yeah. Uh, all right, right on. Yeah, you yeah. like it? I you know, it was mid- it was kind of a middle of the road comedy for me. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. You know, if you put it on in the right mode, the right time, and yeah. if you like those guys, you're going to have a good time. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's not going to rock your socks off, but not every movie has to, right? Sometimes you just want some easy viewing. 
Yeah, and it's what that is. This is easy viewing. It's something to have on in the background. If you like Jake Johnson, Daniel Wayne Jr., and if you haven't seen this, then uh, check it out. Like, that's, um, but, um, yeah. yeah. I don't know where it's streaming, um, but I didn't look that up on this one. Um, but a uh, little trivia, though, they did, a lot of people in here are stand-up comedians, you know, part-time or full-time before they're actors. There's a lot of dialogue you can kind of tell is improvised and they run with it. So it's cool to think of what I read about this movie. They gave them a lot of freedom on set to be funny. So I think the, probably the funniest moments are when movies do that. So they let them just roll and just, you know, I like to see the outtakes and be real from this movie probably just because of the guy, everybody who's in it, Rob Riggle and oh, sure. Damon. So, but yeah, man. All right. Well, well carry us on to the next one, bud. Well, yeah, on that, I'll keep, I'll try to keep a, thread going here with um yeah an adam mckay film from 2010 speaking of your improv style buddy okay. com- uh cop with more comedic vibe we got the uh the other guys okay so starring will ferrell and mark Wahlberg. Mm-hmm. so it's interesting because it sets up like these heroic counterparts they're just these incredible cops with um dwayne johnson and samuel jackson and then will ferrell's this boring accounting style cop (laughs) just is to the letter and you got mark Wahlberg, who's they want to kick off and nobody likes him (laughs) and they get paired up and then go on to try to take down a major case and uh yeah it's just it's a nice buddy cop with a real comedic vibe right they really kind of go a little bit outlandish at times Mm -hmm. some great scenes some great jokes you can tell they let them they can tell they let Will improv a lot. Uh, I, think I think I've seen some of those outtakes in this movie of him being, being a little ridiculous. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, you know, it can be a bit much at times, but overall, it holds it together pretty well. It's pretty funny. Uh, some great cameos with like Derek Jeter and different people. And I'm going to miss them real quick. I haven't seen this. You have not seen this? I have not seen the other guys. No. Oh, man. You, yeah. I, I think you'll like it a lot. I was, I was huh? just going to talk about, I think, my favorite scene is uh, Will Ferrell brings Mark Wahlberg over for dinner. And, uh, oh, Lord. Okay. I, I, yeah, I don't... I was going to talk... Well, we'll just talk we about it. We can talk about it. It's fine. No, no, um, I'll still watch it. So Will Ferrell in the movie is married to Eva Mendez. Okay. And he has it's... Mark over for dinner, and he cannot understand how Eva is with Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> and it is just a running joke gag. Of course, she's in the low-cut dress, and you right, know, just adores right, right. adores him and it's like this guy. <laughs> you know, this, this guy. This guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it just goes on for a long time. It's um, hmm. it's a great scene and the whole movie's just fun. Right on. Well, I'm definitely it's always been one of those like I need to watch that. I just haven't. You know, because you always find something else to watch or whatever. So um but Cool. Well, I, and I, I've seen this like this bit come on, you know, on the social medias lately. It's got a little popularity, like a Will Ferrell. I think they're at dinner at the house or something like that, because he goes yeah. on this little tangent. But I must be a line for that. It, it looks funny, which I can't. I can only imagine Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell together. How good it is, and it, it definitely needs to be watched. I just haven't watched it yet. Oh, it is funny, and there's a lot, some other bits too that yeah. with um, the other cops that just it's it's good. Cool. It takes itself just seriously enough, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. also at the same time. Loosens up enough that you're just. We're here to have a good time, right? We're here to have fun. Yeah, we're here to have fun. That's that's all that matters. 
So what's next for you? Oh, um, I have a good old, a little comedy that, um, it's from a duo who you don't even know they have chemistry from their other films, stuff like that. But I'm going to go with, uh, 2007's Hot Fuzz. Okay. Uh, yeah. Edgar Wright, you know, it's, uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, that little, that little gang from Shaun of the Dead. Um, another great little spin and twist on the buddy cop film. You got this former guy from the big city who's re, you know, put back in the small town, um, to work on a new assignment. Uh, but, He's, so he's kind of over the top at first, you know, he's, I just remember the fence scene where he's jumping the fences and it falls down and he's loading all the weapons up in the new precinct and everybody's like, we don't do that here. This town's quiet. It's peaceful. There's nothing going on. Um, but anyway, it's, it's, um, it has a little good story, I think, to it. Like, you know, there's little events that start happening in the town and of course they got to uncover what's going on and so on and so forth. And of course it gets a comedic duo. Uh, you can't, you can't beat that. He, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Oh I mean, no. I can't, I'm gonna watch Shot of the Dead this weekend as it's you know Halloween time. So, but uh, but yeah, that's uh, all right now. That's uh, my next pick. Uh, you, I'm sure you've seen this, right? Because you're a big oh, yeah, I, I had it pulled up to talk about next. Oh, <laughs> but you know, it's I uh, think yeah. Timothy Dalton's so great in it too, you know. Yeah, I forget he makes he make yeah, he shows up. I did forget that, but um, it's been a while since so I watched this one. It's been on that was like on my list to watch again of buddy cop films, but. Um, I do thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy it. Um, so I'll let you, if you got more to say about it since it's on your list, take it off, man. What do you got? No, say? no, I think you nailed it. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's, you'd think it'd be like silly and dumb, uh, kind of like Shaun of the Dead. Right. But yet somehow it's just something better. You know, it's, it's, it's almost like a parody sort of, uh, hmm. both the buddy cop, yeah, the small, I, the yeah. big cop coming to a small town, the, plays with the idea that like a small idealized town is there's nothing bad going on when right. in reality there's often a lot of bad shit going um yeah it's just it's clever great it's clever. story structure yeah. great dialogue great jokes yeah. um yeah, they, they, no. it, i kind of like they paired the zombie thing with those you know those guys and stuff like that in front of the day they just say they had the buddy cop film yeah which is so fantastic. and they just did it well so yeah, two thumbs yep. up for me. If you cool. haven't seen it, check that one out as soon check as you finish Lethal Weapon. Check it out. Yeah. All right, man. What else you got for us? Well, uh, let's see. Which way do we want to go? I guess we'll go to a. Here's the thing: you don't get enough like female buddy cop films. True. So True. we're gonna go to 2013's The Heat. Okay. So they paired up Sandra Bullock with Melissa McCartney. And I think you can, if you haven't seen it, you can pretty well guess who's the straight-laced cop <laughs> and who is the uh, wild one. Yep, yep, yep. But, uh, I don't know, it's been a little bit since I've seen it, but I kind of appreciate, too, that, um, you know, she's the, they put they put Sandra, this came out a good amount after her um, Miss Congeniality role, right? So mm-hmm. they've kind of already, you've already seen her as the straight-laced FBI agent. And so they bring her back uptight, you know, buttoned up, uh, hyper, you know, arrogant, but good air job. And they pair her with Willis McCartney, who's just this foul mouth, short fuse, just over the top. Uh, <laughs> I think she has like uh, a rocket launcher in her fridge. Just ridiculous. And they get paired up to chase down some criminals. I mean, it's the same as like every other thing we're talking about here. It's just a matter of how well they deliver right yeah 
Um, right. I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't much of a script for this film. McCarthy's great improving. Yeah. So. So if you like Mel- Melissa McCarthy, if you like Sandra Bullock, you're gonna love this film. It was it was fun. It's funny. Um, also R-rated, so they lean in pretty heavy to the inappropriate humor. <laughs> let them rock and, and let them uh, cook. That's perfect, perfect zone for McCarthy. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Great pick, man. I haven't watched it. I think I watched it like one time, and I've watched it a long, long time. Yeah, it's worth. But, I mean, it's it's great to put on the other screen or you know in the yeah. background while you clean the house or something. Yeah, fun yeah. film. Yeah, or just sit down and watch it for Friday night if you haven't seen it before. Oh, right on. Great. Cool, man. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, so the it's it's from the same director as Bridesmaids and stuff. So. Oh, Lord help us. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh-oh. All right. Well, my last thing I'm going to do for my last pick, it's not really right. something I've seen yet, but it's come up on Netflix. I'm like, I saw the actors in it. It's an 88 film. And it's funny how the universe works because you talk, I think about this movie. I haven't watched it yet. It's streaming on Netflix right now, so I'm going to try to get it before it goes off there. I don't know when it leaves, but I'm going to get it done this this month. Um, Maybe tomorrow I'll watch it and give a review. Follow me on Letterboxd. And, uh, you know, you can see how I review it. But I've heard good things. I've heard other podcasts, random, like a D&D podcast I listen to. They talk about they talked about this movie, the episode I just listened to. I was like, that's weird. That's really weird. Like, uh, it's come up in another another uh, universe kind of way. Like, uh, they're talking about Robert De Niro, who's in this film. And they talked about Midnight Run. So the movie's called mm-hmm. Midnight Run. It's Robert De Niro and Charles Grodin, from, you know, like the dad from Beethoven. Um, but... It's buddy cop, yes, no, because they're actually De Niro's no longer a cop, but they're actually two bounty hunters. And of course, you got the hard nosed, raging bull esque De Niro. And this, you know, of course, I'm, uh, from what I've seen in the trailer, Charles Grodin plays the quirky, uptight, you know, partner of it all. So, 1988, directed by Martin Brest. Yeah, um, same guy who did a Beverly Hills Cop, the first one. Yeah, well, there you go. Okay, that maybe why it's so good. The podcast I was listening to, they talked about, yeah, this is before De Niro started just dialing it in in all his movies. So he's actually oh, still yeah. acting. He's still acting in this one. But uh, yeah, no, I'm very excited to watch this movie. So uh, if you haven't watched it, uh, you know, let me know on Twitter what you thought about it. Uh, I'm going to knock it out this weekend. That's my plan. I've got some free time. Um, so I need to knock it out. But I've heard great things. Uh, I don't know, have you ever seen this, Jason? You know, apparently not i okay it's one of those where i'm like i've seen that right and i go (laughs) no it's still sitting in my watch list i don't know how that happened yeah yep um so it is um it is it is on netflix right now streaming i don't know if i've ever seen it streaming anywhere so maybe it's a it's finally gotten licensed out there to somebody um so check it out it's on netflix right now yeah it's on netflix so if you haven't seen it hey i haven't seen either uh let's check it out if you you join our patreon and Hit that five dollar mark. You can hit our get our Discord channel, and we can talk about it. So, uh, watch. To, let's start doing some watch together or something on there. But, um, anyways, um, check it out. It looks good. It looks great. I can't believe those two actors not being good. Of course, it's got John Ashton, which we just talked about was awesome. Beverly Hills Cop is awesome in it. So, it looks like a great cast, all in all. Um, I mean, yeah, that's all I can say about that. Worth so, the watch, I think. Yeah, check it out, guys. I look forward to hearing what y'all think about it, and Jason, what you think about it, and we'll talk about it in a follow up episode. Sounds good. What else you got? Well, so I think so. I've got a, too long of a list still, uh, so okay. we'll start speeding through some of these quicker. Okay. Uh, and I also have some ones that I, I don't know if I call them recommendations. But I just think they're 
interesting to talk about in the whole buddy cop realm, right? Yeah. So take these, some of these with a grain of salt. You don't have to watch them, but mm. at least you'll know about them. So first up is the 2001, it's like half animated, half live action, Osmosis Jones. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, a lot of people, even if people do know this film, they probably haven't thought about it in two decades. It, uh, it has not really stood the test of time in a lot of ways. Uh, I think the first time I saw it was like when I was sick home from school one day. <laughs> and, you know, it was on the pay per views. Right. Seems about right. Back yeah. when we had to, you know, do direct TV pay per view. And yeah. uh, it is about a. So it's weird. It it kind of takes place in the live action world some, where you have Bill Murray, Molly Shannon, or well, I think Ron Howard's in it, and uh, Bill Murray's getting sick, and then the animated part is taking place inside Bill Murray's body, and Chris Rock plays a white blood cell policeman with the help of a cold pill voiced by Lawrence Fishburne. God, for God. Oh my Lord. And so the, the white blood cell policeman, and you know, he's just kind of like a blue alien cop looking thing. Mm -hmm. And you know, the Lord, the pill is like this robot kind of creature and they're trying to stop a deadly virus from destroying the human they live in. And I don't remember who plays the villain, but yeah, and, uh, yeah, that's it. It's it's a buddy cop inside film inside Bill Murray's body. Right, right. Uh, it um, there's some more, you know, what's the word like uh, grotesque kind of human body kind of things going on with it. Well, yeah, as they venture around inside and over the top comedy. Yeah, you've got a sick Bill Murray playing it up, and of course he thinks it's just a common cold, so he's downing beers to flush it out <laughs> yeah yeah uh so you know I, I don't know if i'd recommend it but it's interesting it's um uh, interesting it, time capsule into the early 2000s yeah i think like it was one of those like they were really experimenting you know those years you know um so yeah ah, great pick i hadn't thought about that in a while though that's a good pick so then from there, uh, let's see. I, this one is a, a pick if you haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. you know, yeah, the first that two. A, that is a buddy cop. I'll yeah, give you that. Absolutely. Because the first two, you got Lone Man against the Terrorist, right? You got mm -hmm. uh, John McClane played by Bruce Willis, and he is just on his own. <laughs> Nobody's helping him, but just sheer grit. And then you come into this movie, and it is a total tonal shift on the first two. And uh, Samuel L. Jackson is just this bystander that gets swept up with Bruce Willis. And uh, yeah, it's just, it turns into a buddy cop film. Yeah. We don't have to dive in too much more, but it's just, you no, don't only think of Die Hard as buddy cop. But, uh, yeah, that's what I'm trying to think. Like, I don't think of it that much now that I think about that movie. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly exactly what it was so oh, yeah. cool good good yeah so, good thought good thought of that one um and then just kind of speeding through some some interesting odd ones here kind of a quick mention to uh wild wild west from 1999 uh oh, you know will, will smith and kevin uh, klein do we, we talk about that movie is it okay to talk about that movie come on what why can we not talk about it i don't know you like that movie i didn't say i liked it this is not okay. a pick Okay. I just, 
you know, we're talking about all these like modern cop films. I think it's important yeah. to bring up like a, a Western buddy cop yeah. film. Okay. Not you got Will Smith and Kevin Klein pairing off each other. Very different motifs and how they approach things. I mean, I think I did like it because I was uh, like 13 when it came out and Samuel, Samuel Hayek was gorgeous. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, then um, let's see. We got, um, I just want to quickly mention Running Scared from 1986 uh it's got billy crystal and gregory hines okay and so it's two streetwise chicago cops have to shake off some rust um (laughs) after they come back from the key west vacation and pursue a drug dealer so cool uh, another 80s you know wisecracking cops kind of duo right was the 80s like the time of buddy cops maybe i I guess man they were just the peak the peak of it 70s, 80s. I, mean, I don't know. I think they're they're through everything. We also have like the 90s had a bunch. You know, we have um, 96 featured Bulletproof. We had Damon Williams and Adam Sandler. Yeah. yeah. So that's where they try to pair two comedians up together. And, <laughs> uh, you know, it didn't really work. It doesn't work as well. All right. Um, All right. All right. You know, even now they're still making them. You know, not too long ago we had the animated uh, Zootopia. So Jennifer Goodwin plays this like bunny <laughs> who pairs up with us like this uh what is he a fox to like solve a mystery. Um so she's like a rookie police officer and she pairs up with this scam artist fox. Hmm. That was actually a pretty pretty good movie if you haven't seen it. Okay. Um, yeah, I haven't seen that one. Briefly mentioned ninety seven's double team. So it features Jean-Claude Van Damme and Dennis Rodman. And I think Mickey Rourke's also in it. Um, wow. I've so seen it. I, think. I think uh John Jean-Claude Van Damme plays a CIA agent <laughs> and he teams up with a flamboyant. I think we all hmm. know that that's played by Dennis Rodman. No, uh, no, say that say it ain't so. And his like I think he has Dye, like neon green hair in this one and uh, he is a flamboyant arms dealer and they team up to find a terrorist <laughs> so go. yeah that's an interesting one you can skip or if it sounds good uh, check know. it out <laughs> it's you know. late 90s oh, Van Damme and Dennis Rodman so I don't I think you know what you're in for at that point <laughs> Um, <laughs> there won't be any big surprises. No, 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 probably not. Probably and, not. Um, the yeah. last one to mention, mm-hmm. which I will say, if you haven't seen this one or anyone hasn't seen this one, it's worth checking out. Okay, is kind of. I didn't think of it as a buddy cop at first, but thought about it a little more. I'm like, yes, I'm I'm calling this a buddy cop film. Uh, The Rock, uh, Michael Bay's 1996 film. I'll give you that. I'll give you buddy so, cop on that one because it fits the it fits the mold. Yeah, he's an FBI. Nick Cage plays mm-hmm. an FBI chemical warfare expert for the yep. FBI, mm-hmm. and he is paired up with a former British spy who's in jail, uh, played by Sean Connery, and First they big. go on a <laughs> they go on a mission to stop uh, a general played by Ed Harris from mm-hmm. uh, who's 
launching chemical weapons from Alcatraz. Yes. And it is very Michael Bayish. <laughs> but back when it was still like somewhat reined in, which is saying something, because like this movie does not feel reined in, but from his latter movies, it, you know, it was still at that when they were felt enjoyable to me. And uh, yes, yeah, Nick, yeah. Nick Cage is great. Ed Harris, oh, is Nick Cage is fantastic. Ed Harris is great. The whole cast is great. Sean, just great people in there throughout the whole film. Good action film. There's mm-hmm. good comedic moments. It's a, it runs a little long, you know, um, over two hours. Like most Michael Bay films, they just kind of drag a little bit here and there. They but do. man, right. the set pieces are incredible. The action. I quote that movie all the time. So I go, Wobak. <laughs> I knew it was you, Womack. And I don't think the wife gets it, by the way, because we got a we got an injury attorney in town called Womack. And every time I see him, every time I see him, I was like, Womack. I don't think she gets it. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this so, makes me think we need to do a James Bond episode. Yeah. Put we'll yeah. put that on the list. Okay. Cool, man. Well, ah, great picks. Man. Anything else for us? No, I think we I think we ran through most of them. I mean, yeah, we got to pull things. up like another hundred. Oh, absolutely. Because they're still the seventies buddy cop films and TV shows, and you know. So, I think the more people listen, the more they're like, "Man, these guys really like stick to the eighties and nineties a lot." <laughs> yeah, yeah. showing our age. Um, ah, fuck. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, um, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. As always, please, please, please rate us, review us, subscribe to us. Share with a friend or family member who likes movies as much as Jason does and betting as much as I do. Um, thanks for being here. Thanks for being our buddies and this ride along of Buddy Cop Films. Uh, we appreciate you every week, like I said. Um, yeah, follow us on social medias. Uh, at this week's picks uh, on uh, Instagram and TikTok, and this week's picks pod on X or Twitter. Uh, you can also find us on patreon.com at this week's picks pod. Uh, contribute there. We'll start setting up some tiers, but we appreciate everybody that's done so so far, helping us get better equipment, better suit, certified suited, and, and maybe some uh, hire an editor to do this instead of just me. I uh, hope you enjoyed the Halloween episode that came out last week and the new Halloween theme music. I'll uh, be back to everything regular this week. And uh, yeah, looking forward to the holidays, bringing the holiday movies coming up in the weeks to come uh, with Thanksgiving and Christmas. Uh, we'll have those lists coming out soon. Probably do two weeks of Christmas films, I think. Just because oh, we do yeah. different genres. I uh, like the holiday slasher films as well. And I got a new movie coming out this Christmas I'm excited about. So we'll talk about that. But all right. Uh, now it's time for my college game day picks of the week for this coming Saturday, November 4th. Of course, disclaimer, as always, don't bet it if you don't have it. Uh, and I'm going off a straight gut and zero research. But November 4th, that week looks pretty good and pretty easy to go. Um, so. Let's crack into this real fast, real simple, real easy. LSU, Alabama. I've got the over in that game. Uh, LSU put the points up. Alabama struggles, but they can put the points up. They're finding their, their rhythm, their legs. I think the over right now is at 56 and a half. Uh, I think that's easily beatable because uh, LSU's defense is trash, but LSU's offense is amazing. So we'll take the over in that game. Um, then we're going to take the Notre Dame money line against Clemson. Um, We'll take the old Miss. Uh, I think it's a little bit of a trap game, so maybe leave this one off because A&M, you never know what they're going to do. But old Miss, A&M, take the old Miss money line. Uh, they're strong this year. Uh, Air Force at Army at Air Force. Air Force is currently undefeated. 
So take the Air Force money line there. Um, and then one last, because I just always had to add the one leg. It's going to fail. It's a real easy one, though. Uh, we got Campbell at North Carolina. I think North Carolina walks through that one. So that's an easy one. Uh, I don't know the odds exactly on this one right now, but run with that. Have fun with it. Uh, I think the trap game of the week, too, real bad. If you want to add maybe an over to this, the Washington-USC game, I may add the over on that one, but I'm staying away from that game right now. And I think upset watch from Missouri versus Georgia that week. But uh, other than that, guys, um, that's the parlay of the week this week. Uh, look into that. Uh, Nix's pick of the week for college football that week will have to go to the North Carolina game. Uh, you probably take the spread and do some uh, anytime touchdown scores for wide receivers that week. Uh, but uh, in Chapel Hill, North Carolina at 11 a.m., November 4th. But, uh, yeah, anyways, that's all I got this week. Jason, thanks as always. Everybody, thanks for following the likes. And follow me on TikTok, especially this where I put up more daily and uh, weekly bets um, and changing of bets and alterations and stuff like that. So, uh, anything else for us, Jason? No. Uh, have a great week. Watch right, this stuff. Yeah, watch some stuff. Let us know. Hit us up on the social medias. And take care of yourselves out there.